Flea Flicker Show. You are tuned in to another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. We are your hosts, Brett and Dre. Uh, we drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre, tell them what we got going on. Yeah, man. So this is the week 15 preview. Pre- well, no, review. Review. It already happened, guys. It's already done with. It's the review. There were actually some really good games this week and uh, some pretty big surprises, too. So we'll get through all of that. And before that, we're just going to hit some playoff stuff like who who clinched uh, the playoffs and uh, a couple teams that also got eliminated. Uh, and that's all I got. I, I don't think you have anything else either, right? We're just going to hop right in? Yeah, hop right in. All right, let's do it. So, yeah, like I said, a couple teams clinched the playoffs, the 49ers clinched a playoff spot or they clinched the division with their their win this week um the eagles despite the loss that we'll get into they still clinched a playoff spot and then the cowboys despite also losing clinched a playoff spot and the ravens the first afc team to clinch a playoff spot so 49ers eagles cowboys and ravens will be in the playoffs and teams that won't be teams that got eliminated this week include the New York Jets, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, the Tennessee Titans, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Washington Commanders. They joined the Patriots and Panthers as eliminated teams this year. So, uh, yeah, sorry for the fans of those teams, but uh, teams aren't that great this year. You know, you could, um, after last night, you could see the Seahawks squeak in because they have a very easy schedule coming up with uh, Titans, Steelers, and Cardinals. Yeah, that was like a massive win. Massive uh, win. That we'll definitely get into. You know, they actually kept the Lions from clinching a playoff spot on Monday because if they lost, the Lions would have actually also clinched a spot, which we both thought was going to happen. But we will we'll get into that when we get to it. For now, let's move to Thursday night football in Vegas, the Chargers and the Raiders. I thought this was going to be a poop game, but the Raiders, they showed up. I mean, it was kind of a poop game because of the Chargers, but the Raiders, they were lighting up the scoreboard. They scored 63 points, 63 to 21. I saw... Um, I and saw they let up. They had 42 at halftime. Yeah, it was insane. I saw a post that um, Antonio Pierce, the Raiders interim head coach, told yeah. the, the team to not let off the pedal. He was like, let's just keep... Sc-. He's trying to get that job. I don't blame him. I do not blame him. But they, they did not let off the pedal, and the Chargers did so badly that their head coach, Brandon Staley, and the GM, Tom Telesco, both got fired after the game. Uh, Pretty crazy about Staley, though. He went from a Division three assistant coach to a head coach in the NFL in five years. That is a that is such a fast trajectory of your career. Like, yeah, he uh, he skipped a few steps. He had a cheat code and just kind of skipped half the story yeah he was part of that like everyone wants the super young head coach because uh sean mcveigh so yeah there i mean there are a couple teams where it kind of worked like the bengals uh zach taylor i don't think he he wasn't even an coordinator he was uh just kind of around yeah it worked for them um it worked for the eagles with sirianni um it's worked for a few teams but mcdermott's not old for the bills mcdermott yeah 
Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few teams with young coaches like that. But um, yeah, this game was pretty wild. The the Chargers scored, or the Raiders scored a franchise best 63, and this was also a franchise worse for the Cardinals for allowing 63 points. Uh, it's pretty crazy. The Chargers were without obviously Justin Herbert. He's done for the season. Keenan Allen missed this game, but I mean the Raiders didn't have Josh Jacobs. It's not like they were super healthy either. Yeah, it was it was kind of just shocking. I I was they didn't need the run at all. I mean it was it was essentially just all passing so o'connell was dealing and he was dishing it out so um he was able to connect with essentially everybody out there i mean even even uh who's the secondary receiver there i'm blanking on his name i don't know why uh jacoby myers jacoby myers threw yeah. a QB pass to devonta adams did he even get <laughs> on the action for a, a qb pass there yeah and he, the defense was getting in on the scoring too they had a pick yeah. six and a fumble return for a touchdown it was just a complete and utter devastating loss for the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers fans must have been going crazy in their seats. Like, do, do you remember that, like, the... What? It was back in, like, week eight or something. The, the like, Asian girl that was losing her mind with the Chargers. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what she was up to during this game, huh? <laughs> uh, she's probably, like, drowning in her misery right now. Uh, she's at the bar. Uh, she, might need <laughs> a, she might need a wellness check. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This gives, this gives Antonio Pierce... Uh, some definite buzz for when the season is over. He's like, hey, remember that 63-point franchise best win? Yeah, that was I me. Did that. <laughs> Hire me. Antonio Pierce, I love I, that guy. I did that without our Pro Bowl running back. That yep. was me. <laughs> Former Giants legendary linebacker. Keep him, yeah. Raiders. Keep him. They didn't keep Rich Basaccia after Basaccia took him to the playoffs. Look how that turned out. Keep Antonio Pierce. Yeah, that's enough with this. Let's move. That is plenty. Let's move to the Saturday <laughs> games. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. It's, Saturdays it's, are for football. It's getting weird. There were there were some college football uh, games this Saturday, too. Uh, I didn't watch any of them, though, because I didn't care about them. But I just felt like I'd mention it. Anyway... NFL, 1 p.m. Saturday game in Cincinnati. The Vikings and the Bengals. This game was actually really good. It went to overtime where the Bengals gutted it out 27 to 24, but they had some pretty big injuries in this game. Most notably, DJ Reader, their run-stuffing D-tackle, tore his quad. He's out for the season, and I think, I honestly think that really impacts their playoff chances. He's a very good player for that defense. Yeah, and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase uh, uh, got hurt as well. Um, he's out at least next week, uh, likely for a couple weeks, though. Yeah, uh, we'll see what they can do without those two. That's probably like their best offensive and best defensive player right there. Maybe T. Higgins, though. T. Higgins showed up. Uh, that man rose to the occasion, and he has been pretty much non-existent uh, this season for for the most part. And he showed up this week, though. And he he put on he put in work. Yes, sir, he did for the Vikings. Um, Mullins was was pretty solid for him um, in the loss. He looked better than Dobbs has looked in the past few weeks, at least. Um, and he got Addison going, and Jefferson had a pretty solid comeback game with Mullins throwing him the football. Yeah. And also, running back Ty Chandler filled in for Alexander Madison and did pretty solid at running back. So, uh, you know, look for a possible uh, timeshare between those two when Madison. Yeah, definitely. Up. And uh, one, I mean, the one cool thing about this game, Jake Browning, he was cut three times by the Vikings. So it was kind of a very sweet victory for him. Uh, to be able to beat the team. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what Jake Browning can do. He might try to lead him to the playoffs. Let's move to the 4.30 Saturday game because there's three Saturday games in this one. This one in Indianapolis, the Steelers and the Colts. This one kind of went how we thought it would be. Uh, the Colts 
pretty much just took care of them. It, they won 30 to 13, and the Steelers couldn't get much going. The Colts continue to rack up the injuries, though. Michael Pittman getting rocked in this one. Um, that was a kind of a terrifying hit. Honestly, though, yeah. like six years ago or something, that would have been just a regular play, and it would have been added to the biggest big hits at the end of the year. But in today's day and age, the safety that hit him gets suspended for the season after the hit. So it was, he. I think he did lead with his helmet. So, I mean, I guess I get it. It's just. And he was in the air. So, like. Yeah. He was diving in the air and just came head on at a defenseless receiver. So it is, it was a pretty dirty hit. Uh, yeah. Just the fact that there was no way for Pittman to possibly defend himself. Um, yeah. It's a good call for the player's health. It's a bad yeah. call for the fans' entertainment. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, but Zach Steelers Moss, are a shit show. Yeah, they are. Zach Moss also left early, which could be tough for the Colts, although they do expect JT to come back next week, but we'll see what happens there. But yeah, what were you going to say, man? Steelers are a shit show. Absolutely. Like, they're terrible. Like, uh, I don't know if something needs to be done about Mike Tomlin, but I mean, the defense hasn't been playing well. I mean, they've that defense for most of the season, we have said, is Super Bowl caliber. Uh, I don't know if it's just because they're exhausted, they're tired, because that offense can't do anything. They're on the field all game, every game. Um, but they've given up quite a few big, big games recently, uh, and that is not the MO of the Pittsburgh. Yeah, I... Uh... I think it's the offense's fault, to be honest. I think with Trubisky, they literally can't move the ball. They've looked worse since they made the O coordinator change from Matt Canada, since Trubisky got out there, at least. And uh, he's doing so bad that they're actually, I, I think they said they are benching him for Mason Rudolph next week. So good. We'll here's see funny, if Rudolph uh, can here's look Here's a funny better. thing that you'll you'll chuck a lot. Um, so in my Dynasty League, which uh, you're not in, we'll talk about our fantasy football uh, matchups here uh, cool. at some point. But um, in my Dynasty League, there is a guy who Justin Herbert, rookie season, he decides two games into the season that he's going to cut Justin Herbert and pick up Mitch Trubisky. That's a tough call. Until this day, mm-hmm. he defends it. He defends it saying, how was I to know that Tyrod Taylor was going to puncture his lung? Uh, how was I to know that that, uh, that Justin Herbert was, was going to take over and be who he is? And it's like, well, he was the sixth pick of the draft. Tyrod Taylor was a 31-year-old quarterback at the time who had never been a franchise cornerstone. So the, the uh, Bills logic, briefly, very briefly thought maybe, but yeah, <laughs> brief logic would tell you if not this season, probably next season, Herbert's going to take over and it's a dynasty league. So you own that player indefinitely. So wasn't, wasn't Trubisky like already a failed quarterback at that point too? He was, it was his fourth season. He had already been cut from the bears. If you're cut from the bears who haven't had a 4,000 yard passing quarterback in the history of the team, you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how he's defending that to no, be honest. I know, no. But let's, uh, let's move to the Saturday night game in Detroit. The Broncos faced the lions and uh, yeah, the lions pretty much dominated them the whole time. They won 42 to 17. The lions are back, baby. Um, we love to see it as the playoffs are coming. The Broncos thought they'd play better, but did you see the sideline spat in this one too for the Broncos? Yeah, yeah. They oh were, my they were, God. They were yelling at each other. Never mind. I don't think Russ has ever been chewed out as hard as Sean Payton chewed him out in this game. He looked he looked lost and shocked. Like, whoa, 
well, I, I'm Russell Wilson. What's happening here? Yeah. I'm Mr. Unlimited. How are you yelling at me? <laughs> yeah, just a minute. We had Lions pretty much everyone went off. Sam Laporta specifically had a really good game. Three touchdowns on his own. Uh, Goff, five touchdowns thrown. Gibbs had a good running game. was great. Amon Ra was doing good. Everybody was going off. And uh, the Broncos just didn't have a chance. Nothing went good for them, so... No. As they as they continue to try to get a playoff spot, we'll see if they can come back from this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that. I mean, Lions Lions showed up. They look like they are a playoff team, and um, like we said going into this game, if they lost this game, we'd be worried. Uh, and but they commandingly won it, so uh, Lions look good going into going to the stretch. Yeah, we are no longer worried about the Lions. We'll see how they do against uh, some bigger teams in the coming weeks. But let's move to Sunday Sunday football. This is the the week. Um, the day of the week that we're used to, but we were actually both undefeated in our picks up, up until this game. But, you know, I should have still been undefeated if I followed my gut. Anyway, in Carolina, the Falcons and the Panthers went to battle, and this was like a horrible game. What did you think about it? Yeah, um, what I think about it is that Art Smith does not deserve a job in the NFL. Art <laughs> Smith um, can rot in hell. Uh, that oh. man is a terrible fucking coach. Like, if you, you can't beat the Panthers, like, the script is there for you. Like, the Panthers, if you can't score more than nine points and you have a very good receiver in Drake London, a very good talented tight end, Kyle, two very good running backs, Algier, who had a 1,000 yards last year, and B. John Robinson, who's a generational prospect. You have, like, those guys, like, it's on you. Um, I don't care that Desmond Ritter is the quarterback. Turn him into a game manager. He doesn't need to play hero ball. Just put out a method for him to succeed and get down the field get your receivers open and you should be able to put up at least like 15 points like mine it's just a joke yeah literally the only the only thing you can say about it is that it was a terrible weather game the rain was coming down heavy all game but i mean the panthers were playing in the same mud so yeah. come on so, so run the ball more like why are you still trying to pass on it? Yep. Like, run the ball um, yeah arthur smith seems to be a much better offensive coordinator maybe than a head coach i don't know yeah i mean weird. algier had algier led the way with 14 carries and then Bijan robinson had under 10 so it's like i'm still confused as to why the falcons even took Bijan. yeah he uh he ended some some players fantasy playoffs yeah, early. He ended mine <laughs> oh that's tough ended mine in my dynasty got me negative points negative yes. points i mean i still still into it i was still very close i came like six points short uh after the eagles game but um came very very close it's a yeah it was a really gross game i'll once again never pick desmond ritter i shouldn't have freaking picked him in this one i already had said that but i was like the panthers are bad though right no never pick desmond ritter he's getting benched anyway but if he if he comes back not pick him anyway yeah. gross game let's move off it let's move to cleveland the Bears and the Browns fought in Cleveland. This was our game of the week because we didn't have too many splits, but this was a good game. It was a good game. It went down to the wire. It was a pretty wild one. It kind of almost went how I predicted it with um, with Joe Flacco leading the game-winning drive at the end, but he also threw some really bad picks in this one. If you were watching, yeah. he threw... Uh, I believe three interceptions total. Two of them were entirely on him. Uh, but that's kind of what you get with Joe Flacco. He's he's always been a gunslinger. He'll have these types of games. But he's the best. Honestly, I think I still think he's better than Deshaun Watson for the Browns at this at this point. Seriously, Amari uh, Cooper Seriously, had a um, huge catch too. Yeah, Joe Flacco. I mean, took them through, down the stretch in the fourth quarter and got them to the win. Because I mean, at that point. Like uh, like in my notes, I had this one chalked up as a W. Just kind of stopped watching it uh, for the Bears, because um, the Bears were up seventeen to seven going into the fourth quarter, and uh, even even going into three minutes left in the game, 
the Bears were up 17 to 10. So uh, the Browns scored a touchdown and took the lead with 30 seconds left. Uh, Bears almost got it with a Hail Mary pass, uh, tipped off the hands of DJ Moore. Mooney almost caught it on the ground, but Stonehands Mooney dropped it on the ground. Uh, It bobbled it like five times and it was a no catch yeah it got in i think it got intercepted actually he like popped it up and the defender grabbed it and took it out of the end zone to end the game but yeah, yeah I it was literally, like he was playing hot potato with it he was like oh, oh, oh. yeah i literally thought the bears won it because he should have caught that it was it was pretty wild yeah. montez montez sweat had another big game i think he is a guy for the bears going forward at this point, he had two and a half interesting, sacks. Interesting stat here. Uh, Montez Sweat is the sack leader on the season for the Bears with <laughs> six with six sacks. He is the sack leader on the season for the Commanders still with six and a half. Mm, sack leader for two different teams in one season. That's a that's a pretty wild stat. Yeah. I mean, that might be broken uh, in terms of the, the Commanders sack uh, sack leader by the end of the season, but I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I mean, that, they're, they're a train wreck right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll we'll get to them in due time. But for the Brownies, their offensive line is absolutely decimated. They're literally starting like third stringers and practice squad players in this game before they got more injuries. Like yeah. they, they are holding a playoff spot. And at this point, I kind of do think they're going to make the playoffs. But the Joe Flacco is going to get beat up in the next coming weeks. That's all. That's all I'm saying about that. So. They, he's got he's got a tough tough month to go pretty much for sure. Anyway, let's move to Lambeau Field, the Buccaneers and the Packers. A very surprising game for me. I uh, I was with Baker Mayfield all year, and then for this week, I finally said, you know what? I think this is it. In Lambeau, he's gonna have a bad day, and he ended up turning in his best performance of the year. <laughs> Up like a perfect not day. only his best performance of the year, he had a perfect game. So yeah. he had a perfect passer rating, um, which uh, to be said, I mean, there was a lot to be made about Brock Purdy getting his perfect game. Um, mm. Baker Mayfield did it on a worse team with a worse supporting cast. So um, it's pretty impressive. And in a tougher environment, Lambeau Field, I don't care how good the Packers are, uh, Lambeau Field is never an easy place to play. Uh, yeah. And he went in and he got the first ever perfect game for a road quarterback ever. at Lambeau Field. That's Baker a stat. Was- He's going to be starting next year. For sure. And I'm here for, for sure. it. He had 381 yards, four touchdowns, like you said, perfect game. Mike Evans and David Moore were having huge plays. Godwin had a huge day. They just couldn't be stopped. They ended up winning 34 to 20. And um, Packers, Jordan Love, he was solid, I guess. But they were just outplayed. They were just outplayed. They lost uh, Jaden Reed to a toe injury in this one, too. Hopefully hopefully we see him again as the Packers try to to fight for a playoff spot. So Hopefully not. I'm going to try to trade for him in Dynasty, and I think the guy would take So screw you, Jaden Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jaden Reed. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, I loved him coming out of Michigan State, and I think he's going to be very good in the league. Yeah, I think he was one of the rookies you were talking up, right? Yeah. Yeah, and look at him now. He's, like, been their best receiver. Yeah, also with the Packers, I was talking up Tucker Craft. I thought he was a better tight end than Luke Musgrave, and he's doing much better than So, yeah. uh, there we go. It's like you, you just know what you're talking about, at least when it comes to the Apparently, Packers. at least when it comes to the Packers. <laughs> For <laughs> anyway. some reason, maybe I, should, maybe I should switch to the Packers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, just be a, a cheesehead with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> And Kevin. Oh, Kevin's a cheesehead. I didn't. I think I did know that actually. Yeah, he said it's a team that's always full of handsome white men. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh I thought, so i thought that would be the patriots though wouldn't it uh well he's he's more of like a like a like a clay matthews type guy oh oh i see okay uh yeah yeah, yeah. like guys that uh guys that 
in his words, look like they fuck, but also look like they can fuck you up. <laughs> I see. I see. Maybe yeah. he's a Gardner Minshew fan. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's move to Miami, the Jets and the Dolphins. We weren't sure what to think of this one. Tyreek Hill did not play the Dolphins. Eh. Yeah. Didn't matter at all, though. They came in without Tyreek Hill, and they they wanted to prove something. And granted, it was against a very, uh, very struggling Jets offense. But they ended up winning 30 to nothing. They skunked them. Zach Wilson gets a concussion in this one. But listen, what I said about this game, I said Zach Wilson was going to come back to earth, and the Finns were going to win by 30. And look what happened. Both things happened. Both things happened. Dolphins couldn't be stopped. Yeah, I picked the Jets, uh, unfortunately, in this. I don't know why. Uh, I just thought, hey, logically, I thought the Jets defense was going to win it for him. I thought the Jets defense was going to be able to completely stop the receiving game for the Dolphins. Uh, and they did not did not stop Jaden Waddle at all. Uh, he went off uh, so much so that the owner was doing the Waddle dance uh, after a touchdown. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, it, it, whether it's whether it was that the Dolphins strictly just torched the Jets defense, I don't know. Uh, it could have been also the Jets had three, like three yards of offense at halftime. So like, it's pathetic, dude. I can't wait for next year for Garrett Wilson to have an actual fucking quarterback. Yeah, me either. I think the Jets get um, eliminated with this one. Trevor Simeon came in in relief and looked even worse than Zach Wilson. But uh, yeah, I, I think they're shutting down Aaron Rodgers at this point. I, I hope they do because him coming in and possibly getting hurt would be the most Jets thing to ever happen. But uh, did you he, see Aaron Rodgers on the sideline? Oh, he like got in an argument with Garrett Wilson, didn't he? He was pissed just about like the whole offense. Uh, when Wilson was back there, when Simeon was back there, every mistake they made, you could read his lips. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Are you fucking kidding me? Like He was fed up with it. Uh, he was, I don't he blame was him. just, yeah, he was over. Uh, yeah. Rogers I'll tell you what, team. though, even even going into next year with Rodgers, they need to fix their offensive line because their offensive line, I know the Dolphins have a pretty good pass rush rate, rate uh, on getting the quarterback, but their offensive line, every single pass, every single play, they were allowing people in almost as soon as the snap was done. Like, yeah. terrible line. They do have some injuries, but yeah, I think they got to give up on Mekhi Becton after this year. He's been a complete disaster for him. But yeah, and I don't also, blame like, Rodgers. I don't see the offense... Even with Rodgers, I think the offense is going to be kind of capped. Um, we have Nathaniel Hackett as the OC, like, well, which is the, not a good corner. The thing about Hackett, Aaron Rodgers is basically the OC when he's playing. <laughs> I don't think Hackett really does much. He, he probably like just calls in the plays and Rodgers is like, eh, I don't know. I'm going to change it. <laughs> yeah. That's how um, I assume I mean, that happens. There's got to be a lot of audibles in, the, in play with Rodgers. Uh, I mean... Mm -hmm. Just the way he can dissect the defense and know just by the positioning of defensive players on what openings they're going to be. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're I, you're right there. I think Nathaniel Hackett is just a name, and then there's Aaron Rodgers is the OC. Yeah. Um, Finn's defense, you, you mentioned them. They ended up getting six sacks in this one. Brad, Bradley Chubb got three of them, so he had a pretty good day. I do have a little bit of trivia. This is like the only trivia I have in the whole week. I, I didn't find too much to talk about. But um, yeah, trivia for the Dolphins. Mostert had his 17th touchdown of the year 
which is a Dolphins franchise record. Do you know how many touchdowns Mostert had before this year? He's 31, by the way. So he's, hey, he's all right. We could I'm be scoring him. touchdowns. I'm older than him. I'm 32. Um, oh, God, you're 32 now. You're <laughs> <old picture. laughs> uh, how many did he have prior? Uh, 15. Very close. He had 14 career touchdowns before this year. He had 17 this year at his age 31 season. When Jeez. most running backs are long retired, which is it's pretty crazy. He was one, once upon a time an eagle, uh, and we cut his ass. Uh, now he's got now he's got seventeen touchdowns. Yeah, man. He uh he met Mike McDaniel in on the 49ers while he was there, and uh, the rest is history, man. He has nineteen total, right, and seventeen rushing. I believe. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. And yeah, nine, is nineteen the NFL record? I don't think so. I didn't see anything about that, but I don't know. Oh. Either way, he's having a monster year. But let's move sure. to New Orleans, the Giants and the Saints. Both of us picked the Giants. We were like, they've been playing good. Saints have been playing bad. Yeah, they could pull this off. Saints, Chris Olave missed the game. Uh, I really thought when, when the game started, the Giants had a chance. But the Saints kind of just owned them all game. They ended up winning 24 to 6. And uh, they proved that they're still in this race to make the playoffs um, is pro- pretty much them and the Buccaneers. We'll see if the Falcons can get back to it. But Tommy DeVito and the Giants just could not handle the Saints defense, which is still solid. They're still a solid defense. Um, their defensive player, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right, Tank Passignon Pe- Pe- had three sacks. I've never heard of that guy, to be honest. Um, um, but yeah, the Saints had seven sacks in this one. The Giants O-line could not handle them. DeVito was running for his life all game. And Derek Carr actually came came alive in this one too. The first half wasn't all that great, but in the second half, he had three touchdowns. And Alvin Kamara at the end of this game had his seventh straight thousand yards of scrimmage year, which is a Saints record. So there you go. Alvin Kamara. Very good running back. Um I will say I was very I was way off on uh on most the touchdown. Year, I mean, the, NFL, the touchdown record. It's it's 28 by LT. Oh, dude, LT. Yeah. Why we we should have known. He's a legend. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I mean, he's very close to getting into. I can say by the end of season, he should be able to approach the top five. Um, hey, that's so big. if he gets twenty-one TDs, he is sit in sixth place. So if he gets twenty-two, he's fifth. Um, top five are John Riggins, Emmett Smith, Sean Alexander, Priest, Holmes, and LT. Huh, that's a pretty good 20, group. 24, Where the hell is... 25, 27, 28. Where's Adrian Peterson? I thought he'd be up there. So did I, um, but he is not. He hmm. His best season was 18. Huh. Keep in mind, they did this with less games. True, true. So Mostert has more touchdowns this year than Adrian Peterson ever had in a year. That's these are, insane. These are rushing TDs specifically. Oh, okay. So he's two behind. Yeah, that's still insane. Yeah, still insane. But yeah, he's just having a crazy season. Kind of like Jamal Williams for the Saints last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was wild. Was it the Lions Lions last year? Very good running back. And he put up, he was the NFL leading touchdown getter as a as a yeah i love that dude i wish he was seeing more this year but he hasn't he's so he's so funny Mm -hmm. anyway that game was kind of boring let's move to a better one in tennessee the texans and the titans divisional battle they went to town both of us picked the texans originally and once cj stroud was um um guaranteed to be out we both switched to the titans yep but the Texans showed out. They still came to play. This one went to overtime, and they were fighting down to the wire, tooth and nail, and the Texans took it 19-16. to 16. I honestly thought it was going to be a tie when we were getting close to the end of overtime. It was a pretty this crazy This was just all, uh, all their kicker, um, Fairbeth, uh, Fairbooth um, for the Texans. Uh, he had an excellent 
excellent week in fantasy. I think he had 17, 18 points, uh, which for a kicker, hell yeah. Um, yeah. But it was this was a much-needed win for the Texans on a game that C.J. Stroud was out, Nico Collins was out. They don't have Tank Dell. Um, Dude, even Will Anderson yeah. missed this game. They were able to scrape out the win, which was huge. So really, really, really important for them in their playoff push. Yeah, they literally had no stars in this game and still pulled out a big win. That's a, that's a testament to how well the coaching staff has been doing in Houston this year. They finally yeah. found a guy. Um, I will say we thought it was going to be uh, Davis uh, as the QB there. It was Case Keenum. Yeah, Minnesota legend from the Minnesota Miracle, Case Keenum, getting the win. He didn't really, I mean, he got the statistical win, mm-hmm. but I think it was more help more thanks to Devin Singletary, who had 121 yards, and the Texans' defense that really won this game. They stopped Derrick Henry from doing really anything and D-Hop, two legends in their own right, and made life difficult for Will Levis all game, including hurting him at the end of it. It says high ankle sprain, which high ankle sprains are, they can be very bad. So we will see. He might not play next week or the rest of the season with a high ankle sprain. You never know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Either way, let's move off of that good game. Let's go to Foxborough. The Chiefs and the Patriots were duking it out. I thought, you know, maybe the Pats have a chance. Probably not. No, they didn't have a chance. The Chiefs pretty much dominated them, 27 to 17. The the score doesn't really say that they did, but they controlled the whole game. Um, No Pacheco for them, no Stevenson for the Patriots, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire actually kind of had a comeback game in this one, and Rasheed Rice was doing a little work in that one. I think they finally found a semi-decent receiver there. But the play of the game for me personally as a Giants fan was when Kadarius Toney dropped an easily catchable pass that was picked off by the Patriots and it was just absolutely hilarious Patrick Mahomes was losing his mind like are you kidding me this is like the third game that Kadarius Tony has tried to to get the Chiefs to lose single-handedly uh I think they they should probably just cut him at this point right they can't Seriously, uh, I mean, they keep I know they keep trying to save face and saying they trust him. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have, have said that they trust him, that they love KT. And uh, at this point, this though, like, there's rapping. no there's no way that you have any faith in Kadarius Tony. Um, he's, he's caused he's the game joke. Uh, I mean, he was a pivotal reason in which they won the Super Bowl with his with his return. One big return. play. One big but play. like one big play doesn't make up for the fact that the, he single handedly is keeping this team from potentially being a one or two loss team. I don't think they even use him as a returner anymore either. I think he got benched from that role for Possibly. some like just saw from of- this game, though. Uh, Sky Morris hit in the IR. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. That is unfortunate for them. But I mean, he wasn't doing that much. No. Um, I think personally that they should cut him and the Cowboys should pick up Kadarius Tony. I think that's that should I think that should happen. Um so he can I'd be good with that. So he can lose the Cowboys some games. <laughs> so he can he can lose the Cowboys the playoff game. That's yeah. exactly what would happen. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Um but yeah, Chiefs are decent, Patriots are stinky. Let's move to the 4 p.m. slate in Arizona, the 49ers and the Cardinals. Uh yeah, the 49ers are just better. They won 45 to 29. Not too much to say about this one, except I do have a question for you. So Brock Purdy, there's been a lot of MVP chanting going on. Him and I suppose Dak has been getting some MVP stuff too. Patrick Mahomes apparently is up there. I I don't... Listen, for me, I think Tyreek Hill and CMC should be the top two guys this year. No quarterback has proven that they're the MVP this year. I Um, I agree with that. So I don't think Brock Purdy necessarily makes the 49ers contender. I don't think Brock Dak Prescott necessarily makes 
the Cowboys contenders. I think those two have, uh, Brock Purdy is a game manager. Dak Prescott yep. has become a game manager. So they're products of the offensive game plan that they are put into and the scheme that they are in. So with Shanahan uh, and then the Cowboys, like both offenses, I think I don't, I say regardless of who would be there, but I say almost regardless of who's there, they're going to put up points. So, I mean, the 49ers looked really good last year with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. and to see what Jimmy Garoppolo did in the, in Oakland, uh, not Oakland, uh, in, geez, in Vegas, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. So the fact that he looked confident in that offense uh, just shows that it's it's the scheme. So Brock Purdy, every single dropback gets to choose between four pro bowlers to throw to. Um, Dak Prescott gets one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, really very good line. running back, very good tight end, great line. Uh, Brandon Cooks, as his wide receiver too, has had a thousand yards every season of his career. So like he has good options there as well. So I think regardless, it's the same narrative that people use for Jalen Hurts. It's like if if Jalen Hurts, if you're gonna say that Jalen Hurts is a product of the offense and product of the scheme how are these guys not just the same uh so i agree i think cmc is the reason that the 49ers are where they are uh that trade for him last year was the biggest reason they made it to the nfc championship so um yeah when he was banged up this year that's when they went on their three-game skit yep um and then tyreek hill dude's just a stud he's a baller Um, he might he's probably going to have the best uh season ever for a wide receiver how is he not in the discussion of mvp at this point yeah i agree I mean, even Brock Purdy said he should not be in the MVP conversation, that it should be CMC. CMC is the MVP of the 49ers. It should be the MVP. Yeah, I really think Reek or CMC should be. If any year, any year, it's not going to be a quarterback. This should be the year. But it probably will be a quarterback because that's how the league. The thing is, like, Kirk Cousins doesn't get MVP chatter. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, in my mind, like when he's healthy, he is a quarterback that purely makes a difference there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vikings have completely faltered since losing him. And honestly, I would take Mahomes or Lamar Jackson as MVP over these two, over those two guys, over Dak and Lamar is in there. He's up 30. Lamar, Lamar is playing out of his mind this year and Mahomes to do what he's doing with his supporting cast without having actual receivers. It's very impressive. True. That is a fact. That is a fact, but I think we've talked about this enough. We've, we've exhausted it. Let's move. Yeah, Let's move to LA, the commanders and the Rams, much like the last couple of games we talked about. This was just a game that was easy to pick. The Rams are just a better team than the commanders. They won 28 to 10 Cooper cut or yeah. Yeah. Cooper cup had a, huge play from Stafford that was fun but uh dude how he was yeah. so open there wasn't anyone with like 40 <laughs> yards of him how is Cooper Cup that wide open he's one of the best receivers in the league like yeah. I don't get it <laughs> it just goes to show how 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 far the commanders have fallen on defense specifically they're they're just they're just bad um honestly the Rams they're they're kind of bad in this game they didn't do much they didn't have to do that much though so I don't know what to really say about it and but I will the, say Kyron Williams 152 yards still so yeah he did have a couple big fumbles but but yeah he did play well other than that um the commandos ended up benching kind of benching like asterisk benching Sam Howell at the end of the game uh for Jacoby Brissett but Ron Rivera said that it was to protect Sam Howell. I don't really know what that means. Well, Ron Rivera's going to get fired, so. Oh, absolutely. There's no shot <laughs> he, he makes it. No shot. To next year. He's going to be fired on Black, was it Black Monday? Yeah. He's getting canned for sure. But yeah, boring game. Let's move to a very exciting game for our teams and us in general. That. In Buffalo, the Cowboys and the Bills. A lot of people thought the Cowboys were a really good team and that they had a good shot to win this game. We 
kind of thought differently. We were like, the Bills are going to take this one. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're going to take this one easy. And James fucking Cook, dude. James Cook went off over 200 scrimmage yards. Um, he had a, he had a day. He had a freaking day. Yeah, the Bills took it 31 to 10 in total domination, and I absolutely love it. It was a rainy, cold day as the Bills dominate the overhyped Cowboys. James Cook, like you said, unstoppable. As Josh Allen pretty much just had to hand it off all day in this one to get his yeah. page. Um, it's funny in the post game interview, uh, Josh Allen was like, you know, when you have a group project and you're the guy that gets the A but didn't do anything, that was me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do anything this game and we got the W. So um, thank you to my teammate. Yeah. Tough, tough for fantasy playoff Josh Allen owners. But, but yeah, I don't think Josh Allen gives a shit. He got a big win in this one. Um, Dak in the MVP hunt is, uh, we already talked about it. No. It's a joke. It's a joke to me. Um, the Bills' defense did not let him move the ball in this game. The Cowboys are 7-0 at home, but not good on the road. So that's something interesting to think about because at this point, I think they need to find a way to take the division from the Eagles if they want to make a playoff run because yeah. that home record really speaks to the Cowboys at home, I guess. I mean, at this point, uh, even if they did take the division – uh, and we're second in the league or in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. They'd have to travel to San Francisco, um, which they probably would not come away with a win. I mean, they got decimated at home by San Francisco. So, or no, they, they played San Francisco on the, on the road. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It'd be probably the same thing. Yeah, I think so too. The Cowboys have to hope that they somehow find a way to like just always play somehow. So <laughs> with that yeah. stupid jumbotron, I do want to go to Dallas one day, to be honest. It does seem yeah. like an interesting atmosphere. Go for it. We'll go for a college game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they play it at that dome? Is it a dome? Yeah, uh, it's a dome? yeah. So Texas and Oklahoma play every year in the Red. I have to say this slowly. Red River rivalry. Uh, it's a tongue twister. Um, they play it at, at the dome. Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll wear some yeah. Oklahoma merch. Let's go. <laughs> uh, they play. They play every year uh, at at, uh, at Dallas Stadium, and uh, that's also where the Big Twelve Championship is played. So. Cuckoo, cuckoo. All right. Yeah, Bills win. We love it. Let's move to Sunday night football in Jacksonville. The Ravens and the Jaguars. Um, yeah, we both picked the Ravens. We were pretty confident yeah. about it. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. The Ravens won 23-7, yeah. to seven, and they just looked a lot better. They really did. Yeah, and uh, I, like my only thing, I have a like, what are the Ravens going to do? with the emergence of Isaiah Likely. So next yep. season, Mark Andrews is back and healthy. Do they just operate off a two tight end system? Do they change up their offense to have both of those going out there like the Patriots did with Gronk and Hernandez? Or do they trade Likely? What do they do? That is a that, very... That's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's a very happy situation for yeah. for the Ravens GM there. Um, I imagine... I imagine they'll probably try to do a two tight end system to start. And I think it will work very nicely because Isaiah likely looks really good right now. And Mark Andrews. Yeah, they're two different tight like, they're two different style of tight ends too. So they fit that mold just like Gronk and Hernandez did, where Hernandez was the more yeah. athletic one and Gronk yeah. was just the big bruiser. And that's the Mark Andrews in that situation. Yeah, it, it's and their receiver room isn't all that impressive. So that would be kind of huge if they had a two yeah. tight end group like that i imagine they will be getting a lot of calls for isaiah likely because there is a lack of talent in the tight end room in the nfl yeah. at the moment so yeah i imagine they'll get a lot of calls and i mean who knows they'll they'd probably pull the trigger if they get some just some crazy offer i could see it i could definitely see it but for this specific game 
he he did really well. And the Jags, they look kind of bad. They had a lot of miscues, which has been following them all year. We've mentioned it before on this pod. Um, they might make the playoffs, but at this point, I don't think they're going to go very far um, unless they can somehow clean up their issues. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they might make the playoffs, but they lead the division right now, kind of. Uh, I mean, they have the same record as the Colts, the same record as the Texans. So, I mean, it, it really it comes down to the last three weeks and who's playing what good teams. So, yeah. uh, honestly, and if there's no Will Levis, who's playing the Titans? Because that's probably going to be a win. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I'm actually going to pull up the Jaguars. Who they got? They got the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Titans. So, I mean, they don't have the hardest schedule in the world. I still think... They'll probably do it. The Texans have the Browns, the Titans, and the Colts. So Texans-Colts is going to be huge in the last week. And the Colts have the Falcons, Raiders, and Texans. So honestly, none of them really have yeah, none of them really have a crazy hard schedule. I think two of these teams are probably going to make it at least, maybe even all three, depending on how the rest of the yeah. conference well, goes. I mean, Steelers, Steelers are going to fall out. Um, Bengals are iffy still. Uh, they, they have looked good at time, like with Browning, but uh, I feel like it's just how long is that going to last? Like yeah. you said, the the, the Browns are getting decimated with injuries, so they might fall out. Who knows? It'll be fun, though, between the Browns, Bengals, Colts, Texans, and Jack. Yeah, it should, it, it should make for a wild ending to the season, for sure, for, for yeah. the playoff hopefuls. Um, well, let's move to your game of the week, Monday Night Football in Seattle, the 12th man. We didn't think they were going to come out to play against the Eagles in this one, but they sure did. They ended up taking this one 20-17 to 17 as the Eagles just disappoint. What do you got for us, Fred? Yeah, this was a disappointing loss, um, and I have a few thoughts on this game. So uh, it's kind of kind of echoing what I've already said. Um, I'll start off. Jalen Hurts in this game literally was not himself. Um, even though he looked bad against the top Cowboys, looked bad against the 49ers, this man did not practice all week because he was sick. This man flew on a separate plane and could not be in the same plane as his teammate because of his illness. Pretty wild. And if you looked at him on the field, he was dead. He was lifeless. Um, honestly, like I think they should should have sat him and just started Marcus Mariota in this. Like, I don't care that Mariota or, or, uh, Mickey, Mackey, Mickey, Mickey, Tanner, Mickey, Tanner, Tanner, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Um, either one of them, I think they should have started them, uh, in this game, honestly, like, cause Hertz, Hurt just looked like he was going to pass out out there. Um, he gutted it out though. The Eagles had the win in their back, po- like in their pocket. They, they should have had it. Uh, and it ultimately comes down to the same problem I've been echoing over and over again, the offensive coordinator in the play column. Uh, first drive of the game, run, use Goddard, use Swift, uh, Smith, use A.J. Brown. They spread the ball around. It was a very good drive, so much so that our buddy Tyler, who is a diehard Giants fan, texted me and was like, that was an awesome drive. That was a perfect drive. Like, <laughs> if you keep doing that, you're going to destroy the Seahawks this game, and you'll put confidence in anybody again that the Eagles are good. Um, but they stopped doing it. And the offense didn't look the same the rest of the game. Um, they were up 17. They were they were up 17 to third going into the last three minutes of the game, three four minutes. And like I said, like I, I messaged you, like what the fuck are they doing? Why are you drawing up deep pass plays in that scenario? Just run the fucking ball or do slants across the middle. Use the field. Keep running clock. Why are you throwing deep passes to the sideline? It doesn't make sense. Um, and they resulted in two two picks. Um, it, it, like Brian Johnson needs to get out of the play calling. The defense moved on at, from uh, this Sean Desai and put in Matt Patricia as the defensive play caller, and it seemed to work. The, the guys are playing hard. I mean, 
two young corners and Josh Job and uh, Eli Ricks uh, were able to lock up DK for most of the game, which is no no easy task. Uh, James Bradbury sucks, by the way. Debo was right, and I fucking hate Debo. James Bradbury sucks. He's getting burned almost every week. Um, no slay this game, but I don't know. It's until they make a change offensive coordinator, I don't have any faith that this offense is going to do much. Um, because Calling for Brian Johnson's head. Either Sirianni needs to step in and be the OC, which he was the OC in, in Indianapolis for a while. Um, and then either that or bring in uh, Marcus Brady, who's already in the same role that Patricia was with, but on the offensive side, and make him the OC. Um, I don't care like that Brian Johnson's in his first year and he's going to have growing. This is a Super Bowl or blessed year. So fuck his ego and just go and get do what you need to do. Like, and for the Eagles fan and the Eagles community last night, there were a lot of people saying fire Sirianni. And, <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like Sirianni's gotten us 10 plus wins in two back-to-back seasons. He got us to the playoffs three years in a row. Like the dude's a good coach. He's just, his offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, we're not getting the job done. And unless you have a full coaching room, you're not going to get the job done. I don't care who the fuck you are. Um, you're not going to get the job done. Uh, look at the Patriots. We have a lot of checks one of the greatest coaches of all time and they suck. Um, yeah. And Jalen Hurts, we wouldn't be here without Hurts. So fuck you guys. Fuck that noise. Um, <laughs> dude's a baller. He's allowed to go through rough, rough patches. Uh, fuck off. I will give a few Seahawks notes for Seahawks fans. Hey, Drew Locke. Geno Smith was out. He was, well, he was active, but he was like injured. So they had Drew Locke start the game. Um, and Drew Locke wasn't like super impressive, but he did get the game winning drive. So hey, that's that's what you want from your backup, right? Against the against yeah. the Eagles team. Did you watch it? Did you see that crazy nope. catch that DK had, where DK dropped the pass, but it was held up on the defender's leg, and he grabbed it off the defender's leg? I did not see that. No, and just kind of like pinned it to himself, and that was like a, it was like third and ten, and they ended up converting on that because of a crazy like circumstantial catch. Um, I will say like I, I find it very hilarious that uh, Jerry Jones said that he found watched every second of the Eagles lost and found it marvelous. And I'm like, you got absolutely washed by the Bills. Yeah, their loss <laughs> <And> was worse. <laughs> you got washed by the Bills and now you have to go and play the Ravens and the Dolphins next. So you have better you have more impressing matters to worry about than what's happening with Good the luck. Eagles. Yeah. The only other note I have for this is uh you mentioned Hertz got picked off twice. They were both by the same player too. Former giant Jordan or not Jordan Love. Julian, Julian Love. Yeah, I was pretty upset when the Giants got rid of Julian Love, but you know, it was a it was a money thing, so I, I get it. We wanted to pay Daniel Jones to sit on the bench instead. But yeah, Julian Love, two picks and a huge win. So yeah, go Julian Love. Love that guy. But yeah, yeah that wraps it up Ill, for the week, both right? Both ill-advised, both ill-advised uh, should not have even been attempted. Um, so why is that even the playbook right there? Makes no fucking sense. I think Makes Julian, no sense. Love, both times. Julian Love was staring him down. He scared him into throwing him. Like, ah! <laughs> what, what are yeah. you gonna do that wraps up week 15 though um where can people find us man yeah like i said it's a wrap on another episode uh best way to support our show leave a rating or review on all platforms you listen on and of course by liking our show make sure to follow the flea flicker show on youtube listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media at flea flicker show and thank you once again flea flicker nation for tuning in until next time peace <laughs> Ha ha ha!